to the Funkaholics Podcast. Welcome to the Funkaholics Podcast, the podcast that loves to take a walk down memory lane when it comes to collecting and talking stories. This is the place where we talk everything and anything in the collector world and what we love. Today's episode, we are digging into season two, first half of season two of Kingdom. I have my awesome guest back with me. She is a Kingdom enthusiast. Uh, uh, she's got a fanatic. She's got a syringe needle of Kingdom stuck up her arm, <laughs> maybe both arms. I don't know. <laughs> yes. And they're both being injected at the same time. <laughs> right. Season one, season two, and then we got one in the neck for season three. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I find another vein? <laughs> right. <laughs> Christina could help you out on that. Oh. I'm sure she could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. And season two, Jay, Jay is, you know, starting to find his veins. <laughs> All right. So, you know how we do it over here on the Funkaholics. We always do a cheers. So, I am going to pop my bottle. That's already a hymn, people. And I am going to cheers Angela to another great episode. Salud. Salud. So, talk to the listeners, Angela. What are you, what are you drinking today? Oh, my gosh. So, we were talking earlier. I was telling you. I picked up this black mocha stout. It's an Asheville beer from Highland Brewing. Like I said, I'm a dark beer kind of girl. And oh, it hit the spot. It's a malt. So it's delicious. Very nice. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I am uh, I am keeping it Chicano over here. I'm showing my roots because I am drinking a Corona Light. I'm Gotta watch the carbs. Yeah, I got to watch the carbs, but I am coming off of a high from the tax collector. And for those of you that haven't seen it yet, you guys got to check it out because it is an awesome movie. Who knows? I'm getting uh, Angela to watch it. So maybe we'll do an episode on it. Who knows? We do everything in the Funkaholics. Yeah, yes. So the very first thing about that movie, I didn't know Shia LaBeouf was back in business, but. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch. <laughs> Bro, that dude get like real quick. That dude gets so much shit, but I fucking love him as an actor. <laughs> I'm down with Shia. Yeah, <laughs> been down since even Stevens. <laughs> when he played in Holes, do you remember him in Holes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Very cool. So, guys, like I said, you know, we have a love for a lot of actors. Kingdom's just got a whole shitload of them that we fall in love with. And, you know, me and Angela's two favorites is uh, obviously Mr. King Kalina. And then we've got Jay. And, you know, and then it just falls down the line. So in episode one of season two, Mac, finally in the ring or in the octagon. The junkyard dog. The junkyard dog. (laughs) (laughs) I love his mouthpiece. (laughs) Tiny dick. (laughs) And guys, for those of you that don't know or, you know, haven't been paying attention as you're watching the season. Yes. Like I said, there's all kinds of little sneaky things that you that you can catch and watch the mouth guards. The mouth guards. The mouth guards. And also Albie's sign where he parks. Yes. <laughs> and, it, it's crossed out where it says that you'll get towed because you're going to have your skull crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Not towed. No. <laughs> yes season two is 
Awesome. You know, it's actually kind of funny because Matt Brandt has an Instagram and I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but he's got like this meme where the top half is like the world is like on fire crumbling, you know, kind of like what we're going through right now. Right. Exactly. And, then on, and then on the bottom, it shows somebody kingdom season four. And I swear <laughs> I so related to that meme because that was me. The world is collapsing behind me, but I'm like season four. Right. <laughs> that's freaking funny and oh so let's give you know let's give a little update to the to the peeps to the kingdom peeps so that petition i know angela's been going crazy on it and she's been posting the shit out of it which is truly awesome it's down to 20 votes well so as of today they went ahead and increased it up to a thousand votes because it over exceeded 500 votes which was it, its original goal Nice. Yes, which was nice. I I thought I thought was amazing. I mean, I don't know Netflix. I don't know what else you want. We're out there. We're fans. We want it. We're hungry. Exactly. Feed the dragon. Feed Come the on, dragon. Netflix. Feed the dragon. <laughs> Feed the dragon. <laughs> we need to get Jay back out there. We need to get Alvy back there. There's there's a lot of things that that I am just chomping at the bit. And so one of the cool things, Angela, is I got a new kingdom addict. My uh, my coworker Nicole actually just finally finished all of the seasons, and let me tell you, she was blown away because I was getting text messages like, "You didn't tell me this, you didn't tell me that. What the hell here?" Like, I mean, you know, just totally like the way that you and I were messaging each other. So she is, she's begging for season four as well. So I got, yes. I I told her I was like, "You got to go out there and you got to sign the petition." Let's you got to sign this going. petition. Get get it going and see the good. Is is that right now? Since Netflix has it for all you lucky ones out there that are listening, you have the privilege that to binge watch. Yes. <laughs> Not that T and I didn't have that privilege. We had to wait every week for a new episode. That's like the worst. I hate waiting. It, I hate yeah. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> every it's... week we had to wait and so everybody that's out there being able to knock these seasons out in like three days lucky 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 yes oh so another little thing because I am just trying to get anybody and everyone to check out Kingdom so I haven't told you but I've been cutting my hair like Jay's nice yes full hawk style so i'm going with the full hawk and i'm letting it grow out in the back and i got a lot of comments last week and a lot of again you know at, at work everybody's like holy shit are you doing the full hawk and blah 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 and i'm like yeah i go i'm i go it's it netflix ne netflix has kingdom we're fighting for season four like let's do this jay it's all about jay kalina yes so yeah, I'm uh I'm And it's I'm, all over Twitter. Like I just don't understand how everybody on Twitter is like this huge J fan and they say how did he not win an award? Yeah. I, I don't understand it either. How did he not win an award? Like I just can't believe that this show was so under the radar that he didn't receive an award and Belasco for writing it. I mean, it's just genius writing i mean and and we'll, we'll talk about the detail but you know at the very beginning you watch all of season one you're starting to watch the beginning of season two and if you finish season two and season three you'll see like real mma fighters in the show you'll see like joe daddy their trainer you mm -hmm. know like these are legitimate people like these people went to camp to 
for their for their character and you could see at the beginning of season two once they kind of start getting comfortable with these characters you start seeing how much these characters have evolved but how much the actors have brought in a lot of their personal lives and and you i mean they worked so hard in this show and you just see it like it is crystal clear that these actors just poured their heart out you know tears i mean just everything is the performance is just amazing oh yeah and and you totally see that in there like you know in the like i said you know i almost felt like i grew up with them you know yeah. from because when we're watching it week to week you kind of do feel like it because you know like we'd watch one episode and then we would talk about it and you know we're dying and waiting for the next episode to happen so you grow along with these characters you become fond of them i mean you just watch what they go through and the acting is so fucking good that you just, you can't help it. Like, you know, we said in first season, you know, we we see a couple of actors that we can't stand. But that there's a reason for that because they're doing such a fucking great job. They're doing such a great job. Such a great job. Season two, we get introduced to one that I can't fucking stand. But, you know, we'll talk about that person, you know, later on. But again, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, the comparisons and everything. So let's get back to Mac Daddy. Mac so Mac Daddy is, he's in the cage, he's fighting for the first time, or, you know, first time on the show. On the show, right. It's uh, it's interesting because Nate and Jay are cornering yeah. him, and Jay is just losing his shit. What is like, he wearing? What is he wearing? <laughs> Do you remember? What is he wearing? His bandana. Yes, he is wearing his bandana. <laughs> he's wearing his karate kit bandana. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I just love Jay in this one because so Mac ends up, you know, winning the fight, right? And and what does he do? He goes over there and he starts helping his leg. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a junkyard dog, like you would say, you know. Junkyard you know, dog. <laughs> I mean, even Nate gives him the look. Like, like I mean, Jay's getting like all Shakespearean out there and just <laughs> saying all this off the wall shit. And Nate's like, dude, what the like really like what the fuck like, yeah he's like calm down and he's like humping mac right he's yeah. humping his leg on the ring and mac's like all full of blood and then, and then nate's like jay stop humping mac <laughs> stop I like let and, him up let him get his hand raised he won the fight and i mean he gets he gets it like a like a 24 pack of like random beer like keystone beer kind of shit like like is that how they paid him you know it's it's such a shady fight you know and oh yeah like all the cars all the cars at the junkyard like one stacked on top of the other it looks, oh, like, my a, God. It looks like a video game kind of fight you know right? like a mortal combat like you pick that scene exactly <laughs> exactly no you're absolutely right you know what's funny too is um you know how we say that you know, Kingdom connects a lot of things as you're watching. Well, you see poor Mac. He's like the puppy that never got attention. And then the moment uh, Alvy gives it to him. And keep in mind, guys, in season one, this is the fight that they're talking about that happens in season two. So you get to see, like, you know, what, how shitty of a card Mac gets put on. Yeah. It just follows Mac's story. Like, Mac is obviously the redheaded stepchild that nobody wants and, you know, nobody pays attention to but when you need him he's there it's crazy it's crazy yes 
And if you guys love the music, because the music kind of really goes really well with the show, the soundtrack is out, and they have really good music on that soundtrack. I've already pulled quite a few songs from there. <laughs> mine, mine were the rancheras, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about why these rancheras are mostly out, because we'll talk about that character that comes out in this season. But he's definitely one of my favorite characters that comes out. One of the new characters. He doesn't last long, but but that's the reason. Majority of the reason why a lot of the rancheras were out. <laughs> right. Oh, and I, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Ryan. I got to give credit, man. That God's gonna cut you down by Johnny Cash is oh yes. awesome. Yes, I totally agree. I totally and agree. So, guys, just a little tidbit. One of my favorite US UFC fighters growing up was Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes uh-huh. came out to the same entrance song every fight. It was a country song, Country Boy Can Survive. And it's funny because Ryan does the same thing. So every single fight that you see Ryan in, his entrance music is God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Awesome. So awesome. I love it. I love it. So... I know we're talking about the fighters and we're talking about these MMA fighters, but the other thing that just blew my mind, and and I mean, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, Lisa being pregnant. I mean, let's just talk about that. Like, Holy you, shit. The first thing you see her in is she's puking her guts out and then Garo calls her and gives her the bad news, right? And we'll talk about what the bad news that Garo gives them because it's pretty shady. But Lisa's pregnant, and and I kind of want to get your 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 take on this because you know you, you're talking she's she just picked up Jay, you know she's promoting Jay, she's she wants to promote she's looking for a girl fighter and we'll talk about who that girl fighter is that comes on in season two, but also the fact that obviously you know she has to take care of the gym, I mean this woman is busy, you know and. My biggest fear as the fighter that she's looking for is, is she going to be able to give the gym, the fighters, the attention that they deserve? As you can tell, all the fighters are whiny babies. They're divas. They can blow up at any time. And in season two, you you even see Jay blow up on her. But she she goes and she finds this girl fighter, right? which her name is Natalie Martinez. And she's the very gr- first girl fighter that she's had as she's promoted for her. Natalie Martinez and um, Frank Grillo, Alvi, they both come out in End of Watch together. She's one of the police officer's wives. So they, they got a little bit of chemistry together where they've worked together and they work really well. But Natalie Martinez and her first encounter with Lisa, she ends up telling her, I'm concerned because you're pregnant. What do you think about Lisa? Just season two, she comes out, she's pregnant. Uh, well, I mean, I am a fan of Lisa and I, I think she is super hot. So that was, that part was heartbreaking to me. I was, the whole time I was watching that part where she was throwing up, I was like, oh, please just let it be a bad hangover because they do drink a lot on Kingdom. So, you know, <laughs> you can understand where I was going with that. But it does turn out that she's pregnant. Uh, as a fan of the show, just watching it, you can... So going through season one, we know that Lisa and Alvi are starting to disconnect. 
that's that's in the basket and i sit there and i just wonder i'm like well can a baby save this relationship probably not i don't right? know that's this is just my opinion guys right know? yeah the other thing is is that lisa's finally molding into what she wants to be what she was meant to be right At, and that's a promoter does being pregnant start changing things you know because she's got this i mean she's got the she's got the star of them all mm-hmm. she's got jay She's got Jay. And Jay is building heat. Yes. Jay, you know, work on its own because she's getting, you know, problems because season one, he kicked that guy's ass. And now either they're afraid to promote him because of his past or they're, they're, every, anybody's afraid to fight him. So that puts Lisa in a bad position. You're right. I, ugh. when I was sitting there and just, seeing that part that whole scene like i said you know i was just i all kinds of things were running through my head at the time and you know those were two of the biggest pieces just what the hell is going to happen between her and alvi and what is this going to do to you know the promotion side like yes. you know is, is it going to hurt things for jay because the big fan in me is you know selfish and i'm like well what about jay <laughs> you know yes that's you know that's one of the things that i was thinking and i'm like shit as the season progresses, you see what she's going through. And I mean, it's Lisa. Lisa holds shit down. She can hold it down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when Alicia was questioning her and telling her all that shit about, you know, are you going to be able to, are you still going to be able to manage me? I love Lisa's answer. All I need is a phone. Calm yes. the fuck down. I, I, I can take care of it. I can take care of my own. You know, when you talk about that conversation with her and Alicia, I just, I got like a little bit of a catty fat vibe from Alicia. It's so Alicia doesn't have a good background and we'll talk more about Alicia later on. She doesn't come from a good background Mm-mm. and, and she's been hopping gyms and Lisa kind of like, I want to give this girl a try. Like she kind of sees the, you know, the fighter in her. And she thinks, you know, I'll bring her under the wing. I'll have Alfie train her. And we'll make a good fighter after her. And Alicia turns around and is kind of like, I don't have any money to pay for the drinks. <laughs> Lisa's like, I got it. So then she orders another drink. Like, no, and she doesn't have any money. You, know? uh, you don't even you don't even know what word I want to drop about Alicia because I cannot fucking stand her. She's, oh, she's such a piece of shit. <laughs> That's, I and, can't say and, it any nicer. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. No, I, I completely hear it. And again, we, we talk about these characters because we've come to the conclusion where we kind of love and hate them because we hate them for the character that they play, but we love them because without them, there, there would be something missing. So Byron was, I mean, he just thought of everything when it came to bringing her on. Yes. So, so since we're talking about Lisa, let's talk about Alvi. So, <laughs> Alvi, Alvi is kind of, you know, and I, again, I'm biased, but it's season one and season two and season three through the whole time. I'm like defending him because he is trying as much as he knows how to try as much as he can figure out. And of course, now he's thinking, I need to somehow, some way come up with money. I need to find a way to be able to one, protect my family and two, invest money because I have a baby that's coming, you know, it's on its way. Yep. So of course, you know, we all know that Christina's back in the picture and we'll talk more about Christina. Christina asked Alvi for a divorce. 
what did you think about Alvi reacting to Christina asking for a divorce? The reaction that he gives her is spot on. Ugh, I don't know how to say it. Like, what it? What did you think? And then it'll probably it'll probably spark uh, what I, what I'm trying to say. Well, see, I think for me, like in Alvi's position, he's like, finally, I just want to get rid of her and just go on with my life. Because I think in the back of his mind, he's known that this marriage has been done and over with for a very long time. And he he's disgusted by her. You know, he he kind of feels probably more responsible for Jay and Nate bringing them up and, you know, creating them for what they are. And he's just worried that now that she's in the picture that, you know, she can try to manipulate him again and, and blame him for everything that's going on. And now that she wants a divorce, I think as anybody, I've never been divorced, but anybody that's ever been divorced and has been in a relationship that way probably feels like a sense of relief. Like this huge weight off of them. Like, finally, I can just move on. And the reason why I say that is because what is his next question to Lisa afterwards? He's like, let's get married. So they think the baby's going to fix the relationship. <laughs> and he's not even done getting divorced with Christina. And now he's oh, asking Lisa, like, let's get married. And it's like, what? It's like, dude, slow your roll, man. Slow your roll, yes. Yes, the moment that I saw that, I mean, it was almost like, it, 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 it's almost like, you know, Jay told him like, hey, I'm truly not your son. You know what I mean? And, and I hate to say it that way, because the the relationship that you see between Alvi and Jay is just, you know, it, 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 it's a rough one. It's a very tough uh, pill to swallow. When Christina, you know, presents that to him, I mean, one, the look in his face. And I mean, if he could have dropped, if he could have pulled the papers out of his ass right there, he would have and just told her like, sign. Sign him now. Yeah. Yes. And like, you know, let's move on from this. But yes, it's it's Christina poking. It's Christina trying to see if there's still something there or. Uh, well, that, in season I... one, remember, they slept together. Yes. So, you know, they're there. I mean, in season two, they sleep together. They're in an alley. They're supposed to be having dinner, talking about the divorce. They're supposed to be, you know, having this you know, moment of clarity between each other and let bygones be bygones. And (laughs) they go in and out and (laughs) they give each other a final goodbye. She knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she would do, especially she walks into the gym. She sees how young and pretty Lisa is. And she's, it's kind of like a sense of, you know, I can have him at any time. And she does. And she does. Even though she asked for a divorce, she still had him. She still had him. So my going back to season one, and it kind of ties in with what happens in season two, you know, you start seeing, like you said, how the relationship between Alvi and Lisa are, you know, they're on the rocks. You find out Lisa's pregnant and you're thinking like, wait a minute, so is everything okay? Like now, you know, you kind of see them going back and forth. He wants to be part of the pregnancy. He's constantly like, how's the baby? Can I go to the doctor's appointment? Did I miss something? And Lisa's kind of like dismissing him. Yeah. Right? She's like, no, it's fine. Lisa goes to the doctor, finds out that the baby's a boy long before she tells Albie. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like she she complains that he's not there. But then at the same time, 
she doesn't tell him, she doesn't inform him. And one of the things that he tells her is you need to get better at communicating. So he even, he even tells Lisa, like, why don't you come to therapy with me? And she tells him, no, why don't you, you focus on yourself, you know? And it's just like, she's constantly pushing him away, you know, from him being part of this pregnancy, but then she turns around and blames him for not being there. What I wanted to bring up from season one is about him being MIA and going to the hotel. He goes and he meets that hotel manager. And that guy's amazing. <laughs> I love that guy. You know, and they and they start drinking the corporate drink. <laughs> and so, and they have a great time, right? And so it's kind of that where he's got, Alvin has Christina breathing down his back. Lisa's being distant and doesn't want anything. Jay's always giving him shit because he's Jay and he's his, his own character. Nate doesn't want to talk to him. He's got to deal with Diva Ryan. I mean, and now Lisa decides to bring in this girl fighter. I'm always on Alvi's side because, <laughs> I mean, think about all of that pressure constantly. If it's not one thing, it's another. It's a it's a lot going on for Alvi. I, I don't blame him, you know, for the for the secret getaway. And, you know, you'll hear it from others as the season progresses. You know, they'll say, like, you know, hey, where's your dad? Well, well he's on his retreat. And I, I, I can't remember who says it, but somebody tells him, like, oh, you know, this is Alvi's thing. You know, when when shit gets too hot, he'll disappear. Of course, you know, he's he's fine. The manager that <laughs> that that meets him, because this guy meets him at the pool, right? Because he's just yes sitting out yep. there lounging. And you I know, love that. I love that guy. They, you know, he, he sits down and, you know, talks with him and, you know, they're, they're just chopping it up and, and Alvi, you know, has like a real appreciation for him. Alvi right. like, is like, no, this guy's pretty fucking cool. Like I can sit down here and I can talk to him. He listens to me. He's got a good perspective. And then obviously, you know, the dude knows how to make a good purple drink. They start fucking with that. And, you know, but it's, he listens it's... to him. Yeah, he, he knows, listens to him. He gives him advice and he gives him, you know, he, he kind of tells him like, that's just the way it is. Everybody goes through it. And if you guys don't know the hotel manager, he's Andre Royo. And this guy, he, he's been seen at Empire. But, I mean, this guy, he played such a great part. As a, I mean, he's the hotel owner. And I think it's it's funny because you're right. They, they always talk about him just leaving when shit gets real. But it's like, it seems like for Alvi, shit's always getting real. Like, it's always one for another. And one of the things that Alvi says in one of the episodes, and it's like, I feel like I have to supervise everybody's life. Like, everybody, like, nobody knows how to how to supervise their own life. Yes. And, and I think I feel that for him because, like, we talk about that he's the king of this kingdom. But, I mean, he, he just gets overwhelmed with so much daily bullshit. And Ryan is the next BS that that kind of comes to my mind because at the very first episode, you see that Ryan is getting ready for his big fight and Ryan has been sick all freaking night. And he's like, it's been coming out of both ends. And Jay's like, what is going on? And I mean, he's like, I can't do it. He's like, what happened? He's like, the chicken. So when they get show up to the gym, Albie's like, wait, hold on. What's going on? And he's like, he ate a bad bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
god i can't remember what jay says exactly but i remember i was in fucking tears laughing because when, <laughs> when they're in the house and you know ryan's just sitting there like all fucking paranoid like holding his asshole together yes and jay walks in and is like hey dude you gotta fight let's go you know come on you know blah 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 and, and, and so when they start talking about it like you know, Jay, Jay's like the comedian motivator and Jay's like, oh, you know, you're okay just because, you know, you got to take a little poop or, you know, something like that. Yes. You know, something to that extent. It's more funnier than that. I'm totally ruining it right now. But um, <laughs> the the funny, one of the parts that cracks me up so much is while Jay's there and he's just like, hey, is this where it happened? <laughs> yes. And of course, yes, we're, and we're talking because at this point, yes, so Ryan is staying at Keith's house, and Keith, his mom was murdered in the house, and they're standing there in the hallway. And Jay's like, you ever go down there? Hell no, man. No. Hell no. Hell no. Never. And he's holding his asshole like super yeah. tight, and he's and, like, let's hurry up and get to the gym before my shit, my pants. Yeah. And, and it's funny because we got these two, you know, badass MMA, you know, tough guys, and they don't even want to go down the hall where, you know, Keith's mom was murdered. So like like if it's a haunted hallway. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it's an it's an attraction. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not going down there. Yeah. No, man, I've never gonna be down there. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, and it's funny because you're right. Like these guys are like big bad dudes, right? And they're like, I'm not going down there. <laughs> and it's so interesting how all of that ties in. We're not gonna spoil it, but it all ties in in season two. And you know, we've talked about how long season two is, and the reason why we had to break it down to two episodes for Funkaholics. But you know, it's just you know one after another after another with this episode. And Ryan, one of the things that he has to deal with is, of course, he's still having to go and visit Keith in prison, right? Yes. He goes, he goes to go and visit Keith, and he's trying to help him with the detective because at this point, as you all know, if you guys are caught up, Keith has committed murder. And so Keith is in prison, but Ryan is trying to get him out as self-defense. So when he goes and he visits Keith, oh, my God, I love it because he goes and he takes Jeffrey. If y'all remember, Jeffrey is Keith's little keychain bear that his mom brings him. And I think it's hilarious. The fact that Keith is always smelling it. <laughs> He's oh, always I, smelling. He always, He's always smelling the fucking bear, bro. <laughs> and he takes a big old whiff of it. It's not like, you know, like the way a dog sniffs. He's just like, I mean, he's like filling up his belly with a, with that scent. <laughs> it's so weird. It's hilarious. But, but so then Keith gets so upset at Ryan, right, for bringing Jeffrey to the yes. prison. And he's like, well, what, what would happen if you would lose him? And, and Ryan's like, okay, I'll put him away. I, he's in my pocket. He's, I'll put him, I'll take him back. Don't be bringing him. I mean, he's so serious. Like, why would you bring Jeffrey here? Yes. <laughs> and it is, it is a sentimental value for Keith and we totally get it. So Ryan tries to change the subject, right? By talking about Lisa and how Lisa's pregnant now. And Keith is pissed off because Keith loves Lisa. And if you guys remember in season one, Ryan is trying to teach Keith how to hit up on a girl to get a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
Dan, of course. He's like, what do you got to do? You just got to lay it on the table, man, and show it to her and tell her, you know? <laughs> so what does Keith do? Lisa goes and visits Ryan in season one, right? And Keith just takes it out, whips it on the table. <laughs> he did exactly what Ryan said. He laid it on the table and he showed it he, to her. He <laughs> drops his pants at the halfway house and puts it on the table right in front of Lisa. And you're talking about Lisa knows how to hold her shit. She turns around and looks at it. No, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll nonchalant about it. No, I'm good. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, uh, but it's funny though. Oh, because... it's it's real quick. It's funny when Keith tells Ryan, really not that big of a deal. Like I wasn't even aroused. Like <laughs> she didn't <laughs> she didn't do it for me. <laughs> yes. So he's he's pissed off, right? Because now. Lisa's pregnant with Alvi's baby and, and Ryan's trying to just have a conversation with him in prison. But I think the funny part about Keith is how much he hates Alicia. And again, we'll talk about Alicia more, but you and Keith share the same emotion about yeah. Alicia. Mm-hmm. Yes, we I, do. It's funny because you'll see Keith express how much he does not like her. He does not like her. No, he doesn't. And so here's a couple of things on why I cannot stand Alicia. Is one, Angela already told you the shit that she pulled when she first met with Lisa. And, you know, she's just, you know, I can't pay for these drinks. And, you know, Lisa tells her, like, you know, don't worry about it. I got it. And then she goes and orders another one. It just takes, an, you know, it takes another drink, like, right in front of her. So, one, that pissed me off because I was like, this woman is ready to break bread for you. And you're acting like a total bitch. Right. Like, Lisa basically tells her, you've lost your last two fights. You have to. You know, nobody's looking at you. You're just fighting whoever will, you know, throw something at you. Like, I'm I'm your meal ticket, you know? Then, as they're having the conversation, they're talking about all this, right away, she's like, well, is Alvi going to train me? Yes. Slow your roll. You're yes. not even at that level. You're lucky if Joe Daddy would give you a look. Like, I yes. mean, in all, in all honesty, I would be like, we'll have Nate take a look at you and then get you ready. And, you know, we'll figure out where things go from there. And then we'll go but, from there. You know, just for her to, to be jumping up like this and, you know, like start requesting all this crazy shit. It's like, yeah, you need to slow your roll, chick. Some of the other things, you know, and we'll, and we'll talk about this at a later time, but. No, we can do it now. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's continue talking about her. Cause I am steamed up with her there are some things that you can kind of catch a little bit that to me and tell me what you think her and brian's manipulation like they're exactly the same they are oh my gosh they are they are and the more the more that you see them in season two going back and forth it's insane how she is the female ryan or he is the female alicia yes <laughs> It drives me nuts. And they they play these stupid-ass little games with each other. But one minute, they're, like I said, you know, we call Ryan the emotional bitch. Well, so is Alicia. Like, she pulls the exact same shit that he does. Like, the moment before fight day, you know, like, oh, you know. Or, no, like, half hour, an hour before the fight. And right away, she's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Like, starts making up all these excuses. And who's always the one to catch the shit? 
Alvy. And, you know, Alvy, Alvy, like, are you, he tells her, are you fucking kidding me? Because she's sitting there on the floor crying. I'm so nervous. Just call it off. Oh, my God. I was so upset. I'm like, <laughs> right? are you, call it off. It's an exhibition. <laughs> oh, I was. It's a fucking exhibition. <laughs> I was, I was screaming at the fucking TV when that part happened. I remember. I Get your ass like, up. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I thank God I had, like, you know, I could hold it back enough to where I, I didn't smash the fuck out of my TV. I mean, I remember when I saw that scene, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, yes. I, had, I had the same reaction that Alvy did. Like, yes. this, no, this is not going to happen right now. No. Like, you know, they, you know, Lisa puts together this, this, this whole thing for her and the guys are seeing it, you know, and. And, and the jealousy starts in the gym. Right. You know, because Lisa's trying to do all this shit. But that just shows you how great of a promoter that Lisa is. That Lisa she can is. pull this type of shit off. So, and I love I love the conversation between Lisa and Alvie. Because they're sitting in, in Lisa's office. And, you know, Lisa is like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, can't, I can't get her to fight yet. Like, she's not ready yet, you know. And so he goes, why don't we have an exhibition? And, and she looks at him like, that's genius. And he's like, you know, every now and then I can pop one out. <laughs> right. <laughs> a great idea. You know, every now and then I, I, I get one. And and you're right, because now the guys are just like, Alvi never did this for us. To open up the gym like this, to have everybody show up and do all of this. And you're talking, there's promoters, there's press, there's journalists. I mean, he, to, to, to Ryan and to Jay, Alvy went all out for her and yes. for an exhibition, which pissed them off even more, even more. Yep, yep. And I, and I honestly, I don't blame them. So tell me if you didn't catch this because I caught it and it drove me nuts. Ryan walks in with his piss poor attitude and you know, his like, all oh, the attention should be on me because I'm a fucking diva and all this. Well, mm-hmm. he's acting like a complete asshole. Well, then, did you notice as Alicia's fight goes on, all of a sudden, you know, she starts doing, like, different moves and the fight gets exciting? Did you notice how Ryan's attitude changed? Like, he was kind of, like, more excited? Yes. You know, and and you'll see it in season two where he kind of tries to be there for her, but he kind of, he's jealous about her. No, but I'm saying during the fight. So did oh, you? Yeah. yeah, did you watch his reaction during the fight where... Like that one, I mean, he walks in with a fucking hoodie and he's got the hood pulled over his, you know, looking like the fucking Unabomber and he's got the hood pulled over. He's got the glasses on, you know, and he's acting all Mr. Hollywood. Like I'm, you know, I'm the king shit here throwing jabs at Alvy, and, you know, Alvy even looks at him. He's like, really, you're going to fucking start this shit right now. Yeah. I don't but, have time for this right now. <laughs> but then like, as you see, all of a sudden he's like, he's, you know, he's part of the crowd. All of a sudden he becomes a fan and. You right. know, he's cheering for her and shit like that. That drove right. me nuts. I'm like, dude, be one person. Don't be right. two different people. Right. Either be happy for her and be a family or just hate her and never talk to her. <laughs> or don't talk to her, you know, or focus on yourself. And, you know, just to give everybody a good background of Alicia. Alicia, again, she's from Miami. She, she had a baby that was two years old. And you'll get to know a little bit more of, you know, of Elisa's background on the second half of season two, but she left her kid in Miami and came to Venice to, to try to be a fighter. And so now her kid is four, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like we said, she's been hopping from gym to gym. But one thing about Alicia, she doesn't have a place to live. She's been living in her car. Yeah. She she literally will go and park into some crazy dark car- parking lot and sleep literally with a knife in her hand. And it's it's just, it's there. There's a scary scene that's on there. And I can't even describe how scary this scene is. But again, I mean, she goes. Alfie finds out that she's living in her car because all her shit's in, in the back. She forgets that she to put her stuff in the trunk where it doesn't look like she's living there. And Alfie says, come stay in the gym. Because at this point, Ryan's already moved out of the gym and he's living, like we said, in Keith's parents' house where the mom was Jill. And now they have an empty gym that he can offer her. Um, again, I feel for Alfie because... You know, he he notices stuff like that that goes around him and he tries to help her. And again, he tries to help her with doing this exhibition fight and get her name out there. And so one of the biggest promoters is there. And what does the promoter do? He buys her a freaking car. Yes. A brand new freaking car. When Ryan and Jay are cutting weight. Busting their butt for this huge fight they're they're getting ready to have, and she's screaming and yelling and hollering like, and they're trying to stay focused. And they've been fighters for a long time. They've had their fights. They put in their work. And what does she do? She goes out there and she starts screaming and yelling on how great this beautiful car is, and makes a big old stupid scene. Mm-hmm. And another reason why we don't like her. <laughs> How did you think about how Nate reacted and the conversation he Nate had with her? I loved it. The, I, the I absolutely loved it. Meeting. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Where he tells her, you know, because Shelby, Shelby's over there taking pictures of her and shit while she's posing on the car. You see Alvi coming out of Nate, you know, because Nate basically puts her in her place and tells her, like, it's not about you right now. You've got two fighters that are cutting weight, miserable, and you're over here parading this shit, shut that shit down, like, right now. Shut that shit down. In in a Nate kind of way, you know what I mean? But it was it was direct, it was effective, and it went exactly where it needed to be because you could see her reaction. Because afterwards, you know, she's, she apologizes to Nate, and he's like, I'm not the one to be apologizing to. So then you see her, you know, going to Ryan and, you know, telling Ryan, like, sorry and you know i'm i'm a i'm a bitch and you know maybe i should be punished and all this stupid shit but it's that wild relationship that they have you know they they feed off of each other like she just didn't know that just that was just not very kosher she was she was very immature on that end and yes everybody was happy for you but a love when lisa tells her yeah you gotta give it back yeah (laughs) you gotta give it back (laughs) You gotta give a car back. Yeah. Do you want a paycheck or do you want a car? And then, you know, she sees, she she starts acting like a fucking kid. She's like, I finally get some recognition and everybody wants to shit all over me. No. And then Lisa fires back and she educates her. She tells her, he gave you that car so that he can take the amount off of your purse at the end of the fight, you dipshit. Like, you know, this is why I'm your promoter. (laughs) Yes. To watch for things like this. And 
yeah, I can't more, deal with her. <laughs> more of a reason, more of a reason. And it's hard. And and you you would hope that throughout the season that she would evolve. I think a lot of the reasons why she left Miami still haunts her. And that's the reason why she just can't get over that maturity hump. But I'm glad you brought up Nate because you see Nate in season two. It had these maturity spurts. Like, you know, he at, at, at one time, he, he kind of goes off on Christina. You've seen go off on Christina before. You've seen how he felt about Christina being around. And now you're kind of starting to see that... You know, Nate is dating Casey, and Casey is the girl that tried to wake him up in season one oh, and, and tell him, yeah, and tell him, like, hey, your brother's out there shooting. Now he's dating her. And I think, and, and I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, he's got to be dating her as a safety net. Like, she's not somebody I'm going to marry or somebody that's going to want to get married. She was sleeping for my, with my brother, for crying out loud. She's a safety net for him. Oh, Casey is super fucking cute too. Like I had so cute. uh, I had a crush on her in the show, but yeah, no, she's just something for Nate to pass the time to have next to him, and it sucks because she's such a sweetheart. And you know, one of the scenes where, you know, she says like, you know, well, when's your mom come home? And he's like, she's working a double, and you know, you know. Fucking Nate has, you know, his Xbox controller in his hand. He's, yeah, and he's playing. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I want to do something. And and right away, you know, like, she wants to have sex. And he's, you know, I can't have sex before a fight, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and she's like, well, fine, I'll just get drunk until I forget. Because that's the type of girlfriend that I am. And you feel so bad for Casey because she's trying so hard. Right. And, and, and she wants know, tacos. Give and she her, wants tacos. Give, give Casey some tacos. At least give her a taco. <laughs> Let her have her tacos. And, you know, she kind of gets upset because he's like, well, you know, I'm trying to get ready for a fight. And, I mean, yes, we get it, Nate. But she kind she wants to eat with you. <laughs> she wants to have a taco with you, Nate. Right. But you're right. And- he's playing Xbox or he's fighting or he's training or, or... poor Casey. <laughs> Casey. If you ever listen to this podcast, I will buy you every fucking taco from every place we have here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You including, are... including food trucks. Yes, including food trucks. And I tell you, we have a lot of them to choose from. So <laughs> I love Casey. She is she is super, super, super cute. But, you know, going back to Nate. So Nate, at the beginning of season one, gets beat up by Hector. <laughs> So, so he gets a really bad head, you know, he gets head trauma. Well, his last fight, he loses, right? He gets a big, huge head concussion. So Nate's not medically cleared to fight. So he is, he needs to do something. He needs to keep himself busy. And you start noticing why, why is Nate wanting to keep mentally and physically busy? And so what does he do? He goes and tries to get a shady fight with, what's his name? Jeff Ross. Yes. <laughs> I can't Jeff stand Ross. that guy. Just, just even just Jeff Ross alone, just as Jeff Ross. I just can't stand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he tries to get a fight with, with, with Jeff Ross. And his, his, the guy that he's fighting is way overweight. And 
Albie finds out that he went ahead and, and, and picked this fight. And of course, Albie's pissed because he knows that Nate is not medically cleared. What does Nate do? He decides to go and do this fight. And, you know, and it's sad because, you know, Nate is already going through a lot of stuff. He's already seen Casey, you know, he's trying to hide what, you know, he really, really is and that he's gay. And we, and, and you start to see in, you know, the episodes that he is trying to have, you know, a relationship kind of like in the background because he's afraid how everybody's going to react if they do find out that he's right. And Casey is trying to be right now, his girlfriend and he and he uses it he he uses casey as you know kind of like a uh like a like a backup like a filter where so nobody will notice and she's there at the fights you know trying to be there for him and support him you know what does casey do for casey she finds out right she She discovers it she's the first one she finds out she looks at his phone when was it one of the times he left his phone there, right? And he's, mm-hmm. he's like searching through his phone and she finds, is it Tinder? <laughs> it, uh, I don't know. Right when she opens up the phone, like a dude pops up and then she notices on the app, like, you know, it's nothing but dudes that, that she's seeing on there. So that's where she starts to like, you know, put everything together. She's like, this, this dude is treating me like shit. You know, he, when I want to give him attention, he doesn't take it. Just like, everything is coming together like all of her suspicions are like she gets her answers it's uh it's interesting to see just the way that it develops from there yeah and she comes to the gym and throws a big old fit and i mean they is just worried that everybody's gonna find out and he he's trying to keep it on the down low you know and and nate ends up doing this fight and of course he ends up being you know pissed off at alvi but i mean what did you think about that about alvi stopping that fight alvi did the right thing it was it was a hard choice for Alvi because one that's his son, and number two that's his fighter. He right. made the right call. The, Nate should have never taken that fight. It it starts at the weigh in. Right. Nate makes Nate makes weight because he's a professional, and that's what Alvi preaches. This other dude, for those of you that know boxing, his name is Gabriel Rosado. Truly interesting that they put him in there because he didn't do any ground game. He kind of did stand up during the fight. I, it was, you know, Nate's getting the shit kicked out of him. And Alvi, you know, Alvi knew this was going to happen. Alvi knew this was all going to go down. And Alvi is reacting, you know, in so many different ways. The night before the fight, shows up to the bar and he gets pissed drunk and he, he sees the damn promoter. He was already arguing with the promoter earlier that day at the weigh-in. And then mm-hmm. now, you know, it's just like 10 times worse because... Alvi's got some alcohol in him. Right. Well, then, you know, the fight happens and Nate is getting the living shit kicked out of him and Alvi can see it. Alvi's just like, this is where you start seeing Alvi develop the idea, is my son truly a fighter? You know, Uh is because, you know, we see this in season one where Nate is destroying the guy and the referee doesn't call the fight. Alvi's already got the question in his head like, well, can my son finish a fight? Or, you know, does he have that killer instinct? Does he have that fighter instinct? All the shit that's gone through with Nate, Alvi just does the right thing, you know? Right. And yeah, you know, Nate can get pissed off all he wants to. And the, the conversation happens between Nate and Jay, and Jay gets the answers from Alvi. And it's like, right. What happened? And 
Alvi tells him straight up, your brother was getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. And and in the fight, you see it. Like, I yeah. mean, Nate, Nate is getting pounded. It's and awful. It's like, it, and it seems like it was kind of rigged in a sense, right? Because even the referee, when Nate is kicking his ass, like, the referee is kind of stopping the fight. And it's like, wait, 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 why, why are you stopping the fight? Yeah, he keeps breaking them up, like, to stand up. Yeah. He, oh, yes. That's what I wanted to ask you when we brought this up. So, okay. Alvi gets into it with the fight promoter the night before, right? Right. Do you think the fight promoter got a hold of the referee and told him if it goes to the ground, you break it up? I think so. I like I said, I, I think I think that there was I mean, obviously that fight was already shady to begin with because they let the guy fight when he was over the card on his way. And then the referee starts stopping. I, I just that fight smelled really, really bad from the beginning. And and you're right, because Alvi already knew. Alvi Alvi already knew that this was gonna be a bad deal, especially when they knew that Nate wasn't medically clear, kinda like Garo. Like Garo is kind of a little more on the legal side, a little more on the legitimate side, where it's like, yeah, I, I can't get him a fight unless he's cleared. Yeah. And Jeff Ross didn't care. He's like, oh, let, let him fight. Not. Let him fight. And and then I don't even think he was hardly even going to pay him. I, I, I'm with you. I completely agree. I think that Alvi did the right thing. And I, and I understand why Nate is pissed. But seeing it from the outside, it was either it's my son's brain and I'm responsible for not stopping it. Or do I, you know, stop it and have him pissed off and hopefully he learns later on. And, you know, one of the things that Nate, like we talked about, Nate is going through so much. But he's also kind of a little upset at, at Christina because Christina walks in on him and Casey. And one of my biggest questions, and I don't know if you've noticed, but why is everybody always walking in on each other while they're doing it? <laughs> like, why is that? I don't understand. Like, okay, they're doing it. Walk in now. You know? Right. <laughs> It's like they're always walking in. Like Keith walks in on Ryan and Alicia, <laughs> and uh, Nate walks in on Jay. Christina walks in on Nate and and Casey, and it's kind of an awkward feeling when Christina walks in. Casey's sitting there like awkward, trying to put her dress back on, and Christina's like, "I'll have a beer. I'll I'll hang out here. I'll chill." Yeah, and- like what's going on here? Yeah, and then you start seeing Christina again with her manipulative ways. And we'll we'll talk about how manipulative Christina is, not just the fact that we all know, you know, now she's back, you know, in their lives. She's trying to stay clean and Jay brings her there and now she has a job, right? She's working <laughs> at she's working at a fast food restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a burger joint. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Christina kind of makes that situation with Nate and Casey so awkward where Nate kind of gets upset with her. But then Christina kind of starts feeling threatened. Nate has a girl. And we'll talk about Jay because I know I want to save the best for last. But Jay has a girlfriend. And we'll talk about what happens with that. Christina starts kind of hanging out at the house all awkwardly. She goes to work and it gets to the point where he kind of complains to the manager because the manager starts telling her like, hey, you're going to have to work a double. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to have to close again. 
And he's like, Christina, I don't know what you want because Jamal, Jamal, you complain complain that you don't have enough hours, but then you complain that you don't have any money and then you complain because you don't want to close. And they're like the whole time they're smoking a joint in the freezer, (laughs) right? (laughs) At the burger joint where they're working with their uniforms on and everything. Don't you, don't you think Nate set that up for Christina to see? See, and Christina says that. And Christina says that, but if, if, if he did, then see, I, and I have mixed feelings about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because Christina was like, don't you think that he wanted me to find you? Don't you think that he wanted me here? Because like we were talking about in the last episode of Funkaholics, Christina starts to kind of look, Hey, maybe he likes that guy at the, at the thrift store. Yes. You know? And maybe he did. He knew I was going to come home. He knew that I was going to be here at home around this time. Maybe he did want me to stop because he didn't want to do it. But, and the reason why I say, I don't know, because I know Nate was kind of a little bit upset and weirded out about it. And especially because of what happened with, with Jay. So she's kind of, like I said, that manipulative part of her kind of starts peaking. And you see it when when she has that conversation with Elvie at the table when they're having dinner, and he finds she finds out that Lisa's pregnant, and she's like, "Really? She's pregnant?" You know, and she's kind of like bugged about it that fact that that Lisa's pregnant, but at the same time, it's like he raised Jay and Nate, so yeah, what do you have to be upset about? You know. You're not going to raise this kid. You're not going to be around. But it's kind of like hurtful to her that the men in her life are having a life without her. Right? Yep. Couldn't have said it better. She's, it drives me nuts. Because like the moment that these guys get, have somebody in their lives that they care about and that they like, she automatically like turns on the sirens and she's just like, you know, you, you know, you can't have somebody in your life. I'm I'm the only one that should be in your life. Like, Oh my God, she, her character drives me so insane just because of the way that she is. Right, and then, so she sleeps with Albie in the alley, like we talked about, and then she turns around and tells Albie, like she starts crying, and she's like, you made me feel like a whore. Oh, hello, Christina. <laughs> yeah, that's, isn't that what you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did I forget to pay you to make you feel like a yeah. prostitute? <laughs> I gave you cat fare. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but you're right. And then and then what does she do after all of that? She st- she goes and looks for Terry. Yes. And and that is so heartbreaking because you just want to shake her and be like, Christina, why, why, why do you want to do this? Like you've worked so hard. Jay's worked so hard, and you look for Terry. And even and- Terry's like, <laughs> like I kind of feel responsible. I, I kind of feel bad, Christina. I want to do this. You know, don't come back. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you've been clean for so long and you've been doing all this and you've been doing all that. The other thing that I think is Terry doesn't want to do with Jay. (laughs) Because the last time they met, Jay put it to him. Yeah, and that's how he broke his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it's, uh, she's a roller coaster ride all in itself. And just the way that she acts and, you know, the way that she is with the boys and stuff like that. And one of the things, you know, one of the biggest things with Nate that I can appreciate is just the way that he puts it to her. Just tells her, like, you weren't in our lives then. We didn't need you then. We don't need you now. Like, you know, what are you doing? Right. But And and you and I had had this conversation before about what Nate tells Christina, how 
how many times has she done something for them? And and they're having this conversation outside by the pool. And 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 I thought you worded it so perfectly because you you even said you're like he he fronts her. And again, it's that matured out when he's telling her, "When have you ever done anything for me? When have you ever done anything for Jay? When have you done anything?" You know. And Jay's just sitting there allowing Nate to get this out because Jay understands that Nate needs to do this. Exactly. And and that all of this happens. I believe it, and my timing might be wrong, but all of this happens after the fight when they find her, after she's, you know, picked up the drugs from, from Terry. And and it's that scene that she's, you know, OD'd, and, and Jay finds the Narcan that Mac gave him and brings her back to life. And that is huge. And... And I know that it's a huge thing that, you know, I just revealed in the show, but you have to watch it. It is just so surreal to for Jay and Nate to find his mom like that. And 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 I think what made me even more upset is what Jay had done for Christina to show Christina the damage that she's done when when she uses and then she does this. Yeah. This was a hard season for me because I got excited about Jay fighting and catching heat, being the fighter that everybody's been talking about. Christina brings him down. Like, oh my gosh. She, oh my, you know, she, I, I absolutely hate it. It drives me nuts because Jay shows the love for her, but then also he gets to a point where he's like, I've done everything that I can that I can possibly do with you. What the fuck more do you need? Because I'm running out of ideas. Oh God, that, and I know what scene you're talking about when. Yes. It's so breathtaking. His performance, Jonathan Tucker's performance in that scene is breathtaking. You feel his heart breaking because he looks at her and he's like, I'm so scared. And it's like, Oh, Jay, don't do it. You know? But he feels like he has to like teach her a lesson in a sense. Let me let me show you what you do to us. We're gonna we're gonna talk about your favorite character, Jay. He just does amazing throughout this whole season. I mean, you talk about Alvi taking on so much responsibility for everybody. But then when you look at Jay and how he comes out in almost every single scene, you see how much Jay tries to keep everything cool and even and fun but serious and the responsibility and so much stuff just falls on Jay too and I think it's so hard to see him at times because he tries to keep it so positive but take so much responsibility and you're right so he finally has everything together he won his last fight. He beats him in the first round. So season two, he's looking for a second fight. And what happens? The fight, the fighter backs out last minute, same day of the fight. Yeah. His fighter backs out. So that's when you see Jay go off on Lisa. Like, you're my promoter. Fix it. And you kind of feel for him. But at the same time, there's two different ways of the way Ryan reacts to certain things and the way Jay reacts to certain things. You know, Jay is over here like, I'm not going to make it about me. I, I lost my I, I lost my fight this time. I'm not going to, you know, it's not about me. It's about Ryan. So let's focus on you, buddy. You know? Yeah. And I love that about him. 
I love that about him. So they're trying to get him another fight, right? And I think that the the best part that I love to see is when he's at the beach and he's working out, the photographer is taking pictures of him. Oh, Laura. She another is hottie. so cute. And Laura, it just like this photographer that's just taking pictures of him at the beach while he's working out. She just falls in love with just every move that he's doing. And she's just taking random pictures. And he gets to talk to her. They're kind of like flirting. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The cutest scene, like you see him happy. He's happy. And I, I love to see Jerry Colina happy. <laughs> I really do. I really do. So what did you think about their relationship at first? He has this wall that she puts up in front of Jay. And Jay is just like, I don't give a fuck if it's brick, steel. You know, I don't, I'm going to break through this shit. And Jay's pouring it on. You know what I mean? Jay's like doing everything. And she's totally eating it up. To the point where he gets to have drinks with her. I'm not a model, but, you know, I understand that you want to shoot me. And, you know, he's just dropping all these lines. And she's playing hard to get. And it's beautiful because you get to see that side of Jay. Like, you get to see, you know, you get to see the side that everybody falls in love with. He has it all. <laughs> yeah. He's got the physique. He's He's got the charisma. He's got that comedic side to him. You and know, she's an amazing photographer. Yes. They're so great together. They and, are. And you can't help but to, you know, just be on the cheering side and just saying, like, God, I hope this relationship works for the, you know, for, especially for Jay, you know, because like I said, especially I'm, such, for Jay. I'm yes. such a big Jay fan. And, you know, after all the shit that he's gone through and, you know, the things that he does, it's, it's, you know, it, it'd be nice to see Jay settle down. And just have someone. Like you said, Jay is excited. Like, he, right away, Nathaniel, I met this girl. And Christina's there, like, because Jay tells her right away, like, I'm a professional fighter. I want you to go to my brother's fight. I want right. you to see what I do. What I do, yes. And all of a sudden, Christina wants to be at a fight. It totally changes the plans, you know, because Laura is telling Jay, like, Awesome. I would love to go. Just pick me up. Jay's like, yeah, no problem. Well, then Christina wants to go. And Jay's torn. Like, Jay's like, like, oh, you know, like, (laughs) I got to take my mom. And then you almost see him like he's excited about Laura, but he still has the love for Christina. Mm -hmm. And he basically tells Laura, like, hey, change of plans. You know, my mom kind of fucking threw a wrench in the works here, but we're basically you know i've got a truck and i've got all these people in my car right you know and she's just like she's cool about it yeah no problem i'll still ride with you like you know i'll ride in the fucking i'll ride in the bed of the truck if you want me to like you know let's roll it's great to see jay like finally catch a break you know what i mean because you know like he's he's winning fights he's he's happy he meets Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and then he's just like, wow, you know, my mom's finally being decent. I've got this great girl that I'm excited about. And, you know, things are going together. But it's funny, though, because when they all get in the car, Christina makes Jay feel awkward. <laughs> and Jay just kind of looks at her like, what part of I'm not excited about this girl, don't you understand? And then now you're fucking pulling this shit about the seatbelt. Like, yes. 
don't worry, I'll be careful. Like, yes. uh, all the shit that I've done for you up until this day, how do you not trust me? You know? Yes. Yes. Like, I pulled you out of the fucking slums. I got the fucking needle out of your arm, your foot, wherever the fuck you want to put it. I put you in a home. You're clean. You know, you're... You're back with your sons, and then you want to sit here and look at me and question about a fucking seatbelt? Like, right, right. And and the one thing about Christina is, like, you're right. Like, she kind of, like, sucks the life out of them once they realize that they're being happy but without her. And, you know, it's kind of one thing. And one thing I really didn't like, Christina, that she did to Jay, and we kind of, you know, talked a little bit about this in season one, was the fact that Christina tells Jay that Alvi tried to commit suicide one time with a shotgun and they had to put him in a psych hold, right? Yes. And, and I'm thinking as a mom, why would you want to tell your kid that? But also because of the fact that there's a lot of scenes that you do see Jay with the gun. Yeah. You know, and you kind of start putting two and two together. But again, she sucks that happiness out of them because she can't appreciate the fact that they're happy without her. And if you all know... Um, if you guys haven't seen season two, or if you have, so Laura Melvin, Jay's love interest, is played by Jessica. I believe her last name is Soar. And she, she actually comes out in Shameless. And she's Nessa in Shameless. She's a very, very pretty girl. And she has a very expensive palette. Her home is beautiful. Beautiful home. She has a beautiful car. She dresses elegant. And she has, you know, a very, very charismatic look to her. And like, like Nando T said, you have, he's driving like a small green S10, you know, and she doesn't care. She's like riding next to Christina, like, what's the big deal, you know? And you would think that Christina would be happy that a girl would not care what, you know, what this girl thinks of her son. But she sucks that happiness right out. I mean, it's kind of like awkward, too. Because um, you kind of get to know a little bit about Laura. And how Laura ends up having... She has her own trouble past. And so, you know, Laura has, you know, um, her family members that, you know, have been involved in drugs. And her family's, are, her family's broken. She realizes she kind of really doesn't want to have to deal with all that again. You know, and, and that's kind of, it's, it's kind of sad, you know, how great and beautiful this relationship, you know, ends up being and how quickly Christina destroys it. Absolutely. And ugh, like, I don't know what it is with Christina, but you know, she like the moment the boys have any type of happiness, you know what I mean? She's just like ready to, you know, pull it out and like, um, one of the things, the other, one of the other things that I was going to say is when you said that Christina told Jay about Alvi, you know, grabbing the shotgun, that's Christina playing the boys, like saying, I want to be bigger than your father. You know, I, 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 I fucked up, you know, I, I fucked up being a mother to you guys, but you know, I still want that attention. Like, I want you to guys. I want you guys to make it feel like I'm still the better parent or, you know, it's like, it's like the tug of war, you know, of, of her wanting to be more than, than what Albie is to the boys. You know what I mean? Right. And, oh God, that drove me insane. Yes. A lot of things. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you kind of get to see a lot of what Jay kind of goes through when he's cutting weight, because now he's got to cut like 20 pounds off. And, and it's so heartbreaking because he has to watch. And we've talked about this scene, watching Mac eat a burger. <laughs> or even Christina just being a bitch and making bacon, bacon. in front of him. Oh, yes. my gosh. You know, and he's staring at her and he's like, what are you doing? And she knows better because Alvy's always been a fighter. Yeah. And that's how selfish she is. Yeah. No, she's making bacon. Better. Yes. Absolutely. She's making fucking bacon, right? Uh, no, I was just going to say we can go on and on and round for round about some of these characters on here in season two because they um, their story gets told. It gets opened up a lot more. And like, you know, like you said, you know, there's. There's a there's a lot of chaos. There's uh there's some selfishness. There's there's a lot going on in season two, and I think that's why they made it twenty episodes, guys. So watch them, pay attention to them. You know, just watch the little Easter eggs that me and Angela gave you. You know, give us your opinion. Talk to us. You know, we've got the Funkaholics on Twitter. We got the Funkaholics on Instagram. And right now, Jonathan Tucker and Frank Grillo were talking about, you know, we're just going to do this weekend thing, but they're still carrying it over. It's still going on, guys. People are still watching. People are still jumping in, giving their opinions, stuff like that, and falling in love with the show just like me and Angela did. Me and Angela can go probably more hours about this. Unfortunately, we, you know, we got time restraints on the podcast and we got to break it down. So again, I'm going to say it all the time. We lose time. It gets away from us when we're having fun, when we talk about what we love. The Funkaholic, please subscribe, download, share, give us that five-star rating. If you don't listen, we don't care. Just help us out. We're putting together great material. We're talking about a lot of great things that we love. We're trying to get season four of Kingdom. Help us make that happen. You vote, will vote, not, vote. Vote, vote, vote. You will not be disappointed. Watch Kingdom. Check it out. Give us the feedback. We'll touch back with you. Every Wednesday, a new Funkaholics episode will drop. Angela, anything that you want to leave us with? We have the opportunity to buy the merch. We talked about this in season one. Well, if anybody's bought any merch or have actually gone into the website, the merch was actually different than what they wear in the show. Well, Belasco just released the OG Navy Street Venice Martial Arts MMA t-shirts. So the OG ones are actually out there. Very cool. Very cool. I'll be getting that one. Mine comes in on Friday, so... I'm going to take a picture. I'll show you. Very cool. We'll get that out there on the gram and on the Twitter. Get out there. Stream Kingdom and you watch. I've got a lot of people that are checking it out and they absolutely fall in love with it. Be one of those people.